0: You're listening to the Successful Investor Podcast. Property investment advice and strategies showing you how to invest in property successfully. Now, onto the show.
1: I'm your host, anne Cross, and this is episode three of our three-part podcast series where I'm chatting to Michael Sloan. Just a reminder that Michael is an Australian-based expert on property investment and home buying. And he's the writer for NAB, and he's appeared on TV, on radio, in print across Australia. And he's the author of two books on safely investing in property so with over 20 years of experience advising everyday australians on making safer more informed decisions when it comes to creating a financial roadmap for your future we are so lucky to be able to have michael share his wisdom with us on this podcast series that's just a reminder that michael's also the founder of the australia-wide property investment firm the successful investor welcome to episode three michael
0: Thank you for having me back
1: we have covered uh, so much information that really provides us with the insights we need to know to make an informed decision property investment advice the basics you covered that in episode one in episode two we discussed reducing risk and of course today we're going to be talking about some property investment strategies that will enable us to increase our chances of success. Something I want to dive into right off the bat is tax law changes. No mm. one knows about these or very many people don't. So let's talk about those tax law changes and how this is going to affect us.
0: Well, I know the exact date because it happened to be my birthday. So it was May, May the 9th last year. The federal government changed laws on depreciation about what you can claim when you buy an investment property. So if the listeners don't know if you buy so let's talk about a brand new property. If you buy a brand new property, you get to claim the whole property off your tax over 40 years. Mm-hmm. So when I say the whole property, I mean the building, the shell, the roof, the walls, the kitchen cupboards. So you get 2.5% discount or tax, tax refund on that for 40 years. So if you're 20 now, you'll still be getting tax breaks when you're 60. Wow. The fixtures and fittings... So the stove, the carpet, the curtains, the blinds, there's dozens and dozens of things. You also claim them off your tax over a different lengths of time, depending on how long the tax department says they will last. Until May last year, you could also claim on an older property all those fixtures and fittings. And that stopped completely. So from May last year, if you buy a property that's even one month old, you can't get any of those tax deductions. Wow. Now, it's tax deductions that make property investing affordable for the average Australian. high net worth people, they could probably buy properties without the tax deductions. But for everyday people trying to get ahead, trying to change their future, it's tax deductions that make the difference. And those tax deductions have been taken away, a lot of them, from older properties. The issue is every day people are out there buying an old property as an investment, not understanding about these changes. And, you know, we talked a lot in the early episodes about cash flow. I keep talking about it because it's so important and it's probably the number one mistake investors make. It's a bigger mistake than paying too much for a property. Mm -hmm. And the cash flow changed on that day and no one tells them about it the The real estate agent doesn't tell them about it. By the time they often tell their accountant they bought an investment property, they already bought it. So if they've got a good accountant, it's too late. And the cash flow is not working for people. So I would say anyone with a a reasonable size or decent size mortgage, anyone who is not high net worth with lots of disposable income, right now they need to buy a brand-new property as an investment not one that's been owned by anybody else. They have to buy brand new. So that means apartments, townhouses, and house and land packages. And then that opens up a whole new stream about how to do that properly. And to be honest, that's what we do. That's how we help our clients, make sure they get that right.
1: Yeah. Goodness, you really do need to be on top of all of the changes that goes on. And as we know with our government... Uh, they do continue to change things. So it's good to be yeah. able to have people such as yourself, Michael, who are constantly staying informed and then able to, to keep us up to date with the goings on and things that we need to know. Now, something else that you've been working on for some time now, I believe, and again, this is to help us make an informed decision that what we are doing is right for our circumstances and, of course, the outcome that we're wanting is a program and it's called your future your perfect life tell us what is it and how can it help us make better choices when it comes to our property investment strategies
0: thanks and Marie. it's look it's been a a work in progress if you like of mine for maybe the last 12 months and like many things it's come from our clients so it's so many people that we would meet with and we'd say Give us an idea, what, what kind of income do you think you're going to have when you retire? And very, very few people know. And there's been a, a number of surveys done. When they interview Australians and they say, how much do you think you're going to be earning when you retire? And they get that figure. Then they do an assessment of their financial position and they say, well, this is what you're going to actually be earning. And there's a big gap. There's a big gap between what people think they're going to be on in retirement and what they're actually going to be on. And so I just thought of that. I thought of giving people some simple projections about how much difference will it make to their future if they buy just one investment property or maybe two, maybe three. Mm -hmm. And so combining all of that. So that's what this program does. And we call it Your Future, Your Perfect Life because what we say to people is what's your your life look like in retirement if it's perfect? Mm -hmm. What do you want to be doing? Do you want to be travelling? Do you want to have holidays with grandkids? Do you want to um, donate to charities? What is it? And then only when you know that can then you put a plan in place to get there. You said in an earlier episode about um, planning for the future and having a goal and end in mind. Mm. And most people don't. And that's what this program helps them do. It shows them, based on where they are right now, what kind of income they're going to be earning in the future, in today's dollars.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So if they say, I want a 15-year plan, It says in 15 years' time, without doing anything right now, you're going to be earning $21,000 a year when you retire. Yeah. And then people look at it and they go, well, that's not enough. And we say, well, then you've got to do something about it. We don't tell people what they should invest in. That's not our role. So if they can put some more money into super, they can invest in anything they like, that's their choice. Mm -hmm. When we help people is if they decide the property is their vehicle. And for a lot of people, they feel more comfortable with property. Mm -hmm. Like we discussed before, they live in it, they know it, and they all, most people have got a story about, gee, I wish I bought this property years ago, it was worth this much and now it'd be worth that much, and people that look at property now that don't do anything in 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to be looking back to today, saying, I wish I bought that property in 2018. I think we
1: all have a story like that, Michael. <laughs> all we all I've needed a time. Michael Sloan to reach <laughs> out to, to say, Michael, this has come up, and to be able, again, to speak with you about the things we need to consider. Because I think that that is often what happens. We're not confident and we're not comfortable in making the decision. Yeah. And what often happens is we don't decide or the other spectrum, we do decide, but because we haven't determined all of the specific circumstances that were right for us and based it on what other people are doing, we've ended up with something that really wasn't suitable at all. Just share with us, Michael, to find out more about this program, Your Future, Your Perfect Life, what would be the best way for us to, to do that? Connect with you?
0: It's uh, available to people that we sit down and, and work with that are interested in investing. So. They can meet with us in our office um, in Richmond, Victoria, or um, we can work with them remotely over the net and, and share a screen and show them that way. Sometimes we are happy to go out and see people at the home if that's what they want. Mm. You know, We realise how busy people are. So they've got kids, they need to get the kids to bed and then to get to bed and then come into our office is tough. So members, some of my advisors will go out and meet people at their home.
1: Yeah. And just take
0: them through it step by step. It's a, it's my baby, if you like. (laughs) I do think it's a good program. And, um. And I think it gives people some insights that they wouldn't have otherwise.
1: Yeah, and of course, uh, at the end of the show, we do promise to share with everyone how they can connect with you, some additional resources that you put together for us, again, to help us make those informed strategies and decisions. One of the things that I'd love to do is just to speak about some of the most common questions that you find a lot of your clients have that we know that we have when it comes to uh, investing in property And one of those questions is, and I'm sure you get this all the time, Michael, should I pay off my home loan first? What advice do you have around that? What insights?
0: It's a really good question. And, you know, when I when I do a public presentation, uh, at the beginning of it, I say to people, now, I'm going to give you conflicting advice tonight because I talk constantly about paying down debt because it's guaranteed a wealth creation strategy. But then I might say to them, don't pay off your mortgage, don't wait till your mortgage is gone before you invest. And it can seem like there's a conflict there. But it gets back to what we say consistently is that you've got to work out your own plan, your own formula. But let me give you some fundamentals. So anyone on an on a average type income, if they've got enough equity, if the bank will lend them the money, they can buy an investment property that's going to cost them maybe $50 a week out of their own pocket. Now, in the first 10 years, for most people, because the rent goes up and because of the tax breaks, in the first 10 years of ownership, for most people, they're not actually putting anything towards it. They don't put anything. But let's just say you put the $50 a week in, week in, week out, you have to pay it out for 12 years. On an average mortgage almost any size mortgage actually, $50 a week over a 12-year period will save you $13,000 on your mortgage. Now, longer term, it's a lot more, right? But in the first 12 years, it's $13,000. Now, remember in the previous episode, we talked about capital growth, realistic capital growth mm-hmm. being 6% and how 6% means a property will double in value in 12 years. Mm-hmm. So we have people that say, oh, I'm not going to buy an investment property. I'm going to pay off my home loan instead. And in 12-year period, they save $13,000. But they could have had a $400,000 capital gain instead. And you know what I find with a lot of people, and it's totally understandable, is that when it gets to crunch time of them making a decision, they get scared, and they look around for an excuse not to move forward. And everyone that works at the Successful Investor is a property investor and some very experienced with multiple, multiple properties. But ask them what it was like when they bought their first one, me included. Every single person was nervous. They lay in bed at night thinking, have I done the right thing? Is it going to send me broke? Am I going to be all right? What happens if it's empty? What happens if interest rates go up? All of those sorts go through your mind. So we know that it's understandable, and that's why, you know, we try and teach people about that. When people cast around for a reason not to go ahead, often they settle on, oh, we should pay off our home loan. And if it's a couple, they talk to each other, do you think we should pay off our home loan first? And they look at each other and and they agree that it makes sense and it makes them feel good that they're not not making a decision. They are making a decision to pay off their home loan first. Yes. But they're shooting themselves in the foot. Because they're going to save thirteen thousand they're not going to save they're not going to create four hundred. Mm-hmm. so the answer for most people is no, don't pay off your home loan first,
1: yeah, and uh, as you say, that is often quite contrary to uh, what we assume we should be doing now. let's do talk about uh, some tips, if you will, to pay off your home loan and again, from what you're saying, it really does confirm that if this is the right strategy for us and our circumstances. And that is a good strategy to follow. What are some things that you advise or some insights to help us pay off our home loan in record time, if that is indeed the best strategy for us?
0: You know, when my kids were little, I I taught them a strategy. I said the, the easiest money you'll ever make in your life is by saying these words, how much for cash when you buy something? And they tried it and they said, oh, I said, how much for cash? And they gave me $50 off. And I said, yeah, that's $10 a word, right? So one of the little dad lessons with my kids. But everyone out there should be calling the bank and saying, I want a better interest rate. And it's amazing how many times you'll get one. So one of the strategies is to call another bank first and say, here's my situation, or speak with the broker, but here's my situation I'm with. Whichever bank, I won't name any. This is the size of my loan, this is how much I earn and this is my interest rate. Can you beat it? And then you call your bank and you say I've had an offer from XYZ Bank of this percentage rate. So I'm looking at moving and they have departments called retention departments. So it's like when that happens, the alarm bells go off and all these people come running down the corridor to save your loan because they don't want you to leave. And if they can possibly drop your interest rate, they will drop it. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes what they'll do, because banks being banks, which we love them of course when they lend us money, they don't like them when they don't. But they might say, if someone says, well, I can get um, 3.8% at another bank. They might say, we'll give you 39 and we'll give you four. Because mm-hmm. they know you won't move for that amount of money. It's not worth it. But you know what, if you save, and if you do have to move to save a quarter of a percent, most people when I do a forum I say, who would, who would change banks to save $30 a month?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And most people go, no, I wouldn't do it. But over the life of your loan, that's worth like $12,000 to you, right? Yes. But if you keep the same payment that you were making before and you save $30 a month, then over the life of your loan, it's worth $30,000 to you. So for people who say, no, I wouldn't change banks for $30 a month, I say to them, because it's too much trouble, I say to them, take a week off work (laughs) to get all your banks, you know, all your automatic payments organized Mm -hmm. and move banks because it's $30,000 that can be in your family's pocket or the banks and who do you want to have it? Yes. But give your bank a shot at keeping you first. Because a lot of brokers, people go and visit with a mortgage broker and they they might say, oh, I can get you a better interest rate at another bank. And, um, you know, I was a broker for many years. There's lots of really, really good, authentic brokers out there. But there's some that aren't so authentic as well. Mm-hmm. And so when you're at one bank and they take you to another bank, they get paid on all that loan again. If they leave you where they are, where you are, mm-hmm. they don't get paid on that loan. So when they can see a better rate somewhere else, they'll say, oh, I can improve your rate, let's move you to another bank. Mm -hmm. What they don't do is go to that bank, your bank, and say, can you match this rate before I move my client? The good ones do, but many don't. So ask the question yourself. Mm -hmm. So if a broker says to you, I can get you this interest rate, then um, go to the bank. Or what I used to say to people is, you go to the bank right now, ask them for the best rate you can get, and then I'll shop you around, and I'll give other people, I used to say, a shot at the title. We'll mm. give the other banks a shot at the title. Are they going to win and get your business or they're not? That can save people tens of thousands of dollars.
1: Oh, it okay. can. In the
0: life of the loan. And of course, you know, everyone knows paying a bit extra every month or putting money in an offset account. They're all things at work. But what I did for my kids and what a few of my clients have done is, if you might have children with savings accounts, And you've got a mortgage, Mm -hmm. right? They're getting next to no money in their saving account. And then if they're older, they're paying tax on it, right? So get your children's money, put it in your mortgage and pay your children that interest rate. So if you're paying 5% interest on your mortgage, put your children's money in your mortgage and pay your children 5% interest. That's how much you're saving. Then your kids are getting 5% return on their
1: money. Yes.
0: Instead of two percent, what
1: a great stretch! Yeah, I mean these are all things that we don't really know. And I love the way that you've taken a small number like thirty dollars a week. We would say, well, why would I bother doing that? But when we look at that expanded over the, the number of years, that is when we really can see that just a small amount now can make a significant impact uh, on the the long term. One of the things that I love uh, in in your book as well is a chapter. The zero deposit loan. Again, we can often believe that our circumstances are not going to allow us to invest. However, you speak in, in your book about the zero deposit loan. Speak more about this. Look,
0: it's not, it's not something that everybody could do. Mm. There's, there's no time in my life when I was younger that my parents could have done this for me. But it is a valid strategy where parents can help their children get into the property market with literally no deposit. So it's for parents who owned a property, the property has risen in value somewhat, and the child is working. So what happens is the parents say to the bank, I've got lots of equity in my property and I'm going to let you use some of it as a deposit for my children to buy their, their home. So let me give you an example. I had someone come to see me, a young guy, who said, um, I'm gonna buy want to buy my investment property and my dad's gonna lend me a hundred thousand dollars to do it. And then I'm gonna pay my dad back and, and pay the bank back. Mm. And I said, Look, do me a favor, can get your dad to come in and see me. So I met the, the dad and I said, Let me show you a better strategy where you can instead of taking a hundred thousand dollars out of the bank, you lend the bank some of your equity and then the bank lends all the money to your child. So the child then owes the bank the money for the property. They don't owe their their dad any money at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When I was a broker, we helped uh, a client. He was nine months out of uni, had a good job, getting well paid, had no savings. Could be in a uni for five years, had very few savings, you know, less than ten thousand. But we helped him buy his first home using a family pledge loan with his parents' help. Yes, where they give him a help, but not a, a handout. Once the value of the property is 80% of the loan, the loan is 80% of the value of the property, the family pledge loan gets released. So we set up a debt reduction strategy for this guy. Within three years, the family pledge loan got released. And the parents looked at it and said, we don't need that equity. And so we sat down and got a strategy and we helped him buy an investment property. So less than four years out of uni, he had his first home and an investment property. When his uni colleagues would still be saving money. There's actually a chapter about, about that in the formula.
1: Yeah, I love that.
0: Complicated to explain. In a podcast, that one.
1: Oh, look. And, and I think um, what, what's it's great, there. Yeah. What I think is great about uh, the interview and the insights that you've been sharing, and we said this right at the very beginning of the podcast, and this is one of the reasons why you want to do this. You're seeing that people are making uninformed decisions and finding themselves in a situation where they just cannot continue on with the loan and whatever other reasons and things that you've experienced yourself and so you want to share all of the knowledge and this is really letting people know some of the things that they may not be aware of so that they can start to make um, better informed decisions that's specific to their circumstances. And I know, Michael, we've uh, been hinting uh, about various chapters of the book. And of course, uh, I've got this in front of me. It's a great resource. And one of the things that you've done, again, so graciously with the resources that you're giving us, you've got what you call a $10 cashback offer or even a $10 discount off your book. Share more how we can get access to that.
0: You can buy the book at, I'll just hold it up so you can see it for the people who are on video. You can buy the book at Dimex or any, as they say, any good bookstore, and simply just go in and buy it, keep the receipt, email us a copy with your address, and we literally send a $10 cash back to buy us. It's the only people who have done this for people that listen to the podcast. Yes. And on the podcast page, we're going to put a code as well so people can use the code POD20182018. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get the book for a $10 discount and free postage. So we'll have it out to them straight away.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And, of course, uh, to get access to that, uh, thesuccessfulinvestor.com.au forward slash podcast series thesuccessfulinvestor.com.au forward slash podcast series and again when they go through to that not only will they get access to that code uh, the info sheet that your team has created as well what properties to avoid all three podcasts are there and one easy to access listen to again uh, palace and uh, they'll be able to download that and access that too. Now, if someone's been listening uh, to either of the podcasts or all three of them, Michael, and they say, you know what, I've heard enough, I'm ready to start to make a decision, I want to have a conversation, this is something that uh, you encourage everyone to do. What's the best way for them to connect with you or one of your expert team members?
0: Sure, literally just go to our website. There's plenty of Fields in there, contact us fields with an inquire form, send it through, and uh, my son Xavier works with us here, and so Xavier will give you give you a call and just make a time for you to meet with one of our team in our office at your place or over the phone and um, and then point point you to um, while you're there there's lots of resources under our resources tab as well as we talked before about um, saving money on your home loan. there's a bunch of home loan calculators there's, capital growth calculators, there's um, a whole range of different free tools and resources on our website. So you can check that out while you're waiting to see us. Yeah, okay. And of course they can download from the same uh, webpage, the successfulinvestor.com.au, they can download Cracking the Real Estate Code for free.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. I know I have learned a lot uh, through uh, hearing you share your insights, I know all listeners would certainly have learned a lot too. But there's nothing better than actually speaking to someone and getting really good, solid advice on our specific it's circumstances. Mm-hmm. So please connect uh, with Michael or one of his team members so that you can share with them your specific circumstances. And, of course, what we said earlier in the show is what you're hoping to achieve uh, so that you can then mm-hmm. be informed about some of the key things you need to consider uh, that will enable uh, you to get the best return on your investment, whatever that might be. So thanks once again for sharing your insights. You really have left no stone unturned. So we really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thanks, Michael. It's
0: Been a pleasure, Marie. Thank you. You've been listening to the Successful Investor Podcast. For more property investment advice so you can successfully build your property portfolio, go to www.thesuccessfulinvestor.com.au forward slash podcast series. That's thesuccessfulinvestor.com.au forward slash podcast series.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.